And welcome to Compassionate Journeys, conversations about home care and hospice. I'm Cindy Cantrell, and I am here today um, to talk to you about coping with the holidays because so many of us share society's expectations that the holidays must be a time of joy and warmth and celebration with family and friends. Um, but Susan Tolios, who is Counseling Services Manager for Bereavement and Spiritual Care at Home Health Foundation, and I are going to talk today about how it is okay not to be jolly at the holidays. Susan, thank you very much for joining me today. You're welcome. I'm happy to be here. Um, but not jolly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> you're absolutely right, right? It's okay not to be jolly. Yeah. I think anything goes at the holidays is what I yeah. am going to try to let people know. However they're feeling, we can validate them and... And it's okay, even if they change their mind halfway through. <laughs> exactly um, right. Exactly right. But maybe how to start. Um, would you mind talking us through a little bit about how important is bereavement care during the holidays? Sure. Yeah, I think it's, it's um, you know, one of the, the most important times of year for people to know um, about bereavement care, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the things that's so special about hospice um, as, as a form of medical care, as a medical model, is that we, um, you know, we treat and offer and provide services to not just the whole person, you know, seeing the patient as a whole person and providing all different kinds of, um, you know, different modes and, and disciplines of services for them, but we're providing it and treating the whole family, you know, all family, friends, loved ones of that patient. And so that's where bereavement care comes in. So, you know, after after a, a patient um, on hospice services has died, we're still providing services to family, friends, and loved ones um, of that patient when we provide bereavement care. Um, you know, Medicare mandated for 13 months, but really we're kind of like however far down the road you need us, right? And, um, and certainly um, the anniversary of someone's death can be a very special time of year, a very unique time of year. A very critical time of year and then right this sort of holiday season that we're entering now yeah. thanksgiving you know pretty much for every american mm -hmm. um december has so many different holidays um you know kind of ending with a with new year right with the new yeah. year's eve and new, the new year um so it is a critical time where people can feel very alone um in their grief so it's an important time to make sure that you're getting bereavement care yeah i'm glad that you mentioned the family as well because i hope that Maybe family or, or friends or other loved ones might listen to this and and yeah. maybe we could offer some guidance for them as well. For example, um, maybe some people simply just don't know what to say. They don't know if they should um, say nothing about the person who, is, who has died. Um, but on the other hand, you're not going to remind the person um, who's still right. here that they have lost a loved one by saying exactly. that person's name. and. You know, so is it best to say nothing, to, to say I'm thinking of, of so-and-so yeah. and wishing that they were here with us? Or is it best to take the lead from, from, the, from the survivor? What, what's your experience, Susan? Right, right. Um, you know, so there's kind, of several, there's kind of several ways to look at it. In general, you know, to a griever, um, you know, my advice, and, and this doesn't have to do with holiday time, just kind of in general to a griever, my advice usually is 
the less you say, the better, right? Because mm -hmm. typically, especially right after the death has occurred, we're trying to make it better for the person. We're trying to sort of like cheer them up or something like yeah. that. And so we're saying things that really actually come off as really insensitive mm. in with the best intentions at heart with trying to make it better. So trying to kind of almost talk, talk the person out of it being bad, you know, so, you know, top three are kind of like, um, you need to be strong. Yeah. Um, or, um, God doesn't give you more than you can handle. Um, mm -hmm. or the, anything that starts with at least don't yeah. say it. Right? Yeah. Like, at least you still have this person. At least it wasn't <laughs> that way. At least it didn't, you know, any, if you're going to start it off with at least just close your mouth and think for a second, mm -hmm. typically, right. In general, like, it's just kind of the less you say, the better presence is what you can really offer. I'm sorry is always great. Um, you know, the less you say, the better. Um, counterintuitively around the holidays, particularly, um, or also in general, talking about the person that died is great. Okay. Right? Bringing that person up, saying that person's name, sharing memories that you have of the person, saying that you miss the person is all great. Our grievers, you know, tell us they really miss hearing their loved one's name. Mm. Some certain, you know, yeah. suddenly that person just turns into your son, your son, your son, your son, your son, until a griever is finally like, he had a name, right? Yeah. His name was Michael, you know? Like, why doesn't anyone say Michael anymore? Um, yeah, certainly sharing stories. Grievers love to hear stories about the person um, that that um, that died, that they loved. Um, and sometimes it's something that you might think they knew about this person and they didn't. So they'll love hearing, what? I never knew he said that. I never knew you guys did that together. They love hearing about that. And so what you were kind of getting at is so true. You're not going to make them any more sad by talking about the person. Okay. Right. You could by saying something insensitive, yeah. like you need to be strong, you know, <laughs> but um, you're not going to make them, you know, you're not going to make them suddenly aware that this person has died. They yeah. are aware of it 24 seven. So certainly bringing that person up and mentioning that person is a wonderful thing to do. Yeah. Okay. And especially that's a good segue, like especially at holiday time. Yeah. I think it's really important. Yeah, because at holidays, there's so many traditions and there's yes. there's just so much that that I think where that absence is felt. Um, exactly. of, of course, it's felt every day of the year, every minute of the day. Um, yeah. But I, I just feel like the holidays are so loaded. Yes, exactly. And it's a time when a bunch of, you know, a bunch of family members and loved ones are going to get together. And so, you know, as a as a friend of a griever, what you might want to know and as a griever what i'll tell you and what we would tell you in grief counseling or in our grief support groups is you know you're likely feeling what i would sort of call like anticipatory dread mm. like you're dreading yeah. the holidays coming up that's a form of anxiety right and mm. and what what us mental health clinicians always say about anxiety is that it's better to confront the source of your anxiety huh. than than to like you know, run for, keep hiding from it and, you know, running from it or turning away from it. And so, you know, we're encouraging grievers try to plan, even if your plan is, I'm not going to do anything, plan that, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Or your plan might be, I'm going to do some things, but not other things, or I'm going to do something totally different than I would normally do. And part of the plan we always hope is that in some way, even if you're not going to do anything and you're going to plan to be by yourself, is to acknowledge this person that you loved who has died. 
um, to acknowledge that person in some way. And that maybe within a group of people, it may be alone. It may be simple, you know, a simple lighting of a candle by yourself, you know. Um, but if it's, you know, if you're going to be with a group of people, um, that group of people, so what you know as, as more of the friend of a griever, right, you may be grieving too, but this may not have been as, as devastating, as close of a loss for you, yeah. is that this person's probably working on a plan to acknowledge this person. And so, you know, be ready and willing to be a part of that. So if, you know, if if it's a Thanksgiving get together and, um, and there's going to be somebody missing, and, and the, the close family, the immediate family may be working on like, we want to make a toast to this person or we want to light a candle. Yes. We want to tell stories about mm -hmm. this person, you know, be ready, willing, anticipate that, you know, even ask about it. Hey, you know, um, I, I'd love to share a story about Uncle Bob. Are we going to, you know, are you guys op open and OK with talking about him at Thanksgiving dinner? You know, ah. encourage it because that that is what's going to be really helpful, because the thing is, when we dread the holiday, often um it's looming it's large right yeah and it's coming and when we're seeing it you know ahead of us what happens is like any other day it goes by like that right yeah. it just goes by and the next thing you know it's the next morning and then it seems much smaller and if you didn't do anything at all you never mentioned bob's name you never acknowledged yeah. anything um then there's a sense there's a little bit of a sense of emptiness and regret and we want to um we want to avoid that yeah. yeah. Can we talk a little bit about euphemisms as well? Um, sure. Because I think that goes back to people trying so hard to be sensitive and trying so hard to say the right thing and not wanting to upset somebody. Um, yes. And I've, I've, you know, I've, I'm guilty as well. You know, yeah. Yeah. do you say that this person's died? Do you say pass away? Do you try to be sensitive yeah. to their faith. Um, yeah. What what I love your advice. Yeah, I mean, you always want to be sensitive and 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 try to listen more than you talk. You'll notice probably that I I said died several yeah. times. Yeah. You know that's that is um, in general we we like to avoid using euphemisms. So yeah. avoid using the the phrase pass away. Um, avoid trying to sugarcoat it at all because yeah. for someone who's in the pain that can actually be you know often that can be not offensive exactly but you know i've had grievers definitely say like he is dead right like yeah. well, i need people to acknowledge the reality of that because that's the reality i live with um you know sometimes in some situations pass away may feel more polite <laughs> and maybe you know i've had situations where someone preferred that and told mm -hmm. me that and of course i would honor that and be sensitive but i generally try to use the real word, words, yeah. you know, yeah. that this person has died. Um, you know, an, an, a funny one, a funny, funny in an interesting way is um, the word loss. So we use the word loss as a noun quite a bit, but I also try to avoid using the, the um, adjective, adjective form of that word to describe a person because, you know, I've had viewers say, you know, I didn't, you know, my husband isn't lost. He's not somewhere yeah. in the mall lost. He's dead, right? So quit <laughs> yeah. saying your lost loved one, you know, he's not lost. You know, yeah. I know where he is. Yes. I know where he's buried or whatever. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, sometimes the euphemisms in the same way as the, as the, um, you know, the efforts to try to like just uh, diminish it to make it seem like it's not so bad are actually not helpful. Right. Yeah. So we want to acknowledge what's, what's happened and, and, um, because it's a reality for the people that have experienced 
um, the death that has, you know, devastated them. Yeah, and maybe that yeah. would, you would know better, but maybe that would be helpful for children as well and less confusing mm -hmm. just to, to say the word. Exactly, exactly, exactly. We very much want to use, um, you know, simple and concrete language um, to talk to kids about mm. um, about death. Um, it can be really hard with children because, you know, young children are very concrete thinkers. Yeah. Um, they like to learn new words, you know, they, in, and there's a fear and it happens, you know, if you say, you know, grandma died, they'll walk up to somebody in the grocery store, a stranger and say, my grandmother died. And then it's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, oh my God. But, um, but yeah, when you use phrases like pass away or she's gone to sleep or she's at peace or, yeah. um, you know, even whatever your belief system and you can, you know, we honor all of that, but even saying that she's gone to heaven can be very confusing for a child because they, you know, those, those, those words are meant to um, kind of obfuscate the what's actually happening for a kid. It works, you know, they think, yeah. Oh, she's just somewhere else and I'll get there someday or she'll come back or she'll wake up or, you know, just having no idea what pass away means can be confusing and even frightening for a child. Um, weirdly more frightening than, than what the actual truth is, which is that the person has died. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, in preparing for this, I did look online for some examples of how to cope for the holidays. And I found uh -huh. some very concrete things that I felt yes. like were great for coping in, in many stressful situations. Um, yeah. But things that I wasn't really looking for. So I was glad to have your expertise. Things like drink more water, you know, rest, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, try to eat yeah. a, a healthy diet um but those i felt like there was a lot more to it that i wasn't finding so right right yes yeah <laughs> um yeah so right everything all the things that kind of keep you mentally healthy at all times are important and good but yeah i would say specifically for coping with the holidays kind of jumping off where where we were where i was talking before about um you know, going ahead and confronting yeah. the, the, um, the, the, the confronting it ahead of time, trying to anticipate um, not just with dread, but with like a plan. Right. Yes. And so I think it's important a lot of times to kind of um, to think about things that you want to stay the same and could possibly stay the same and things that you want to change and that have to change and kind of being flexible with that right so having having it say like you know for this coming thanksgiving there will be something that we're going to keep the same because yeah. we want we want that tradition and we want to keep it the same and we want to kind of you know say hey you know you're not mm -hmm. going to change this you know yeah. this stuff isn't going to change this and then other things that you that you might want to change right to acknowledge that it is different right yeah, out of your control but different you know so we're going to do this differently it used to always be at this house but you know this year at least we're going to do it at somebody else's house um uh you know give yourself a break right to, that some things have to be different some things you want to be different sometimes you, some things you may not want to be different but they have to you can't handle hosting this year yeah um be flexible with yourself you you touched on this for a second cindy you know be be flexible with yourself like you can change your mind make a plan but mm -hmm. also be totally flexible right you can change your mind things might feel different than you thought in both ways you might feel like doing something you didn't want to you thought you wouldn't want to you may not feel like something doing something that you thought you'd want to or that you thought somehow you should try to do so 
talk, talk, talk. If you talk, when you get a plan, you start talking with yourself about it. When you start sharing the plan, you start talking to other people about it. All of that is about acknowledging that there's something different this year Mm. and then have the contingencies, right? If you've talked about your plan with a very, very close dear friend, then you can also say, hey, remember my plan where we were going to, you know, do, do both the dinner and then do a dessert? Like, I'm not up for dessert anymore. I need to, I need to do that contingency plan. Can you give me a ride home? I I just really don't want to stay for dessert. I'm feeling like now I, now's the time that I need to be, you know, with just close family or by myself or whatever. So, um, it's a lot of planning and a lot of talking, a lot of acknowledging ahead of time that things are different. Yeah. Yeah. And anybody would understand that. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And they are, you know, sometimes as a griever, you do have to take the lead, right? Mm. Because they will understand, but they don't know, you know, the the people that aren't immediately affected don't know as much what they're supposed to do. You know, like you said, are they supposed to pretend like everything's the same or not, you know, or are they supposed to? So if you, you know, if it's going to bring you some joy to hear stories, then yes, I want everyone, can everyone bring a story or a memory? I would love to be able to have some moment during the dinner where we talk about Bob, you know? Um, yeah. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit too about, um, communication. I feel like it's, it's so important for the people in my life. I, I would give anything to have a crystal ball and to know what to do or what to say or how to change it. I mean, there's nothing that I wouldn't do to make things easier. Um, but you you just don't know, but for the right. for the griever, that might it might be hard to express. Um, yes. Are there are there ways that that can be made easier for people like me who might be over eager to help? Maybe that's a pressure. Maybe that's an annoyance. Right. Um, right. It, right. right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I think reaching out is good, and then um, and then being very sensitive to to what the response you're getting. Yeah. Right. And to and to um and to what what that person expresses back, right? If they don't answer back, back off, right? If, yeah. But if they do, then you know, keep up with it. But I think I think reaching out, it's it's the same the same in the way of thinking about like the holidays. Gonna, like so, say you have a friend who's grieving, and you may, may maybe don't normally see that person on Thanksgiving, but you're really yeah. thinking about them, yeah. right? You're really thinking about them this Thanksgiving, and you're thinking, should I reach out and say something or not? And, you know, you decide not to for fear of, you know, bringing up a bad subject or, you know, sure. it's going too far um, and you don't do anything. Same kind of thing. That day will be over. Right. It, it'll go by like that. The next thing you know, it'll be the Friday after the Saturday after the next week. And then you'll think, ah, right. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, avoiding that regret of like, geez, I wish I had said something. Right. Yeah. So then if you do reach out. And you don't get a response, you don't sort of hear back, back off, right? Yeah. Back off, you know? Um, but most likely, I mean, if you reached out to someone and just said, just wanted to let you know, I mean, I keep using the, the name Bob, so I don't know, sure. you know, just reached out and said, just wanted to let you know, I'm really thinking about Bob and just remembering, you know, this memory about him. And I just wanted to share that with you. Even if you don't hear back, I can't imagine that that would be harmful or hurtful in any way. And I think likely that the person um, is thinking or may respond. I loved hearing you talk about him. Thank you. You know, yeah, Yeah. that's very helpful. 
Would yeah. you talk a little bit too about the support groups that are offered through Home Absolutely. Health Foundation, or you know, or even um, just in general, the concept yes. of, of counseling sure. and support groups, and, and yes. how it might be helpful, or to whom it might be helpful. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, the 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 literature and the research in grief is um, pretty clear that um, that the best um, modality for any kind of counseling or therapy for grief is group, right? Mm -hmm. Which is why there's so many grief support groups out there. Um, why is that, Susan? Yeah, I really think you know. I go to I go to sort of theory theoretically i think it's because there's two really strong aspects to grief one is that it's a very very extremely unique experience mm. and the other is that it's a very universal experience oh, yeah so the universality of it is that you know we're all i think pretty much nobody's going to get through life without experiencing a loss Absolutely. right most people have experienced some kind of loss they know what that is. They know what that's like. It's a universal human experience. So, um, so you have that, right? It, the, 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 um, the humanness of the experience everybody has within them. Then when there's a specific loss, it's very, very unique. So what's unique is because that person that died is, was a unique person, right? You yourself as the griever, you're a unique person. And then the relationship that you had with that person was completely unique to the two of you. Yeah. And when you have that uniqueness, it may be like, well, then no one can relate. No one can really know what this was like. Yes. And so what your need is for that, your need is to tell that story. Mm. Right. And when you're telling a story, the need is for witnesses. Right. The yeah. need is for that story to be witnessed. And what better group of people to witness that story than other people who no loss, which is really just being a human. Yeah. But, you know, often not so much are coping with the holiday groups. Those are generally open to, you know, any kind of loss. Mm -hmm. But, you know, often, um, you know, grief support groups, when we can do it, we will organize them around what kind of loss it was, right? All of these people have lost a spouse. Okay. All of these people have lost an adult child, that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, we have those groups running year round, but in acknowledgement of the holidays and how difficult that time of year is, we add extra groups, right? So right now we have, um, we are offering, you know, an in-person um, coping with the holidays um, series, three evenings at St. Michael's per Parish in North Andover. Um, you know, coming up, the first one's November 16th. They're kind of two weeks apart. So November 16th, November 30th, and December 14th, all Tuesday evenings. Mm -hmm. um, you can come to one, two, or all three. Um, and so they'll they'll just be talking about um, the holidays that are coming up. And then we have, a, a, in terms of our Zoom groups, we have four extra groups that are specifically for coping with the holidays. So again, any kind of loss, but just specifically talking about what are the holidays going to be like? How can we anticipate? How can we plan? You know, talking about that kind of thing. Um, and, you know, people can go to our website and, and see our grief support group schedule to find out those dates and times. Um, but like I said, for extra Zoom groups that are just specifically for coping with the holidays. So they can be for anybody in the community that's had a loss. 
your loved one did not have to die on our hospice services for you to access this. Yeah. You know, some of the people that are already coming to our year round groups will also come to those groups. And some people that have never been to a group before yeah. will start with a, a coping with the holidays group. Yeah. And I think it's maybe important to bring up that it could be for a very recent loss or a loss that just seems more recent every year. Um, exactly. You know, that, yes. that just never goes away. Um, right. Yes. Yeah. True. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, it's cliche, but, you know, grief mm -hmm. has no timetable. So, yeah, yeah, we don't it's not like we're going to say, what do you know? This person died three years ago. Why are you? No, that's completely normal. We'd be like, come on in. Yep. Come to the group. Yeah. Talk about maybe it. that goes back to our discussion about euphemisms and, and maybe misplaced encouragement where people encourage people to move on and stay strong and. Mm -hmm. move forward um maybe instead of being allowed to to just experience what they need to go through um, exactly do you, do you find that exactly yes exactly for sure yeah i mean it is hard for people um you know when grief it may not be continuous but it may come up i mean grief sort of we talk about it coming in waves and holiday yeah. time is definitely a time where it may come more intensely than it has and it could be you know like we said it could be somebody that died three years ago five years ago and you know that you know sometimes people are like why are you talking about this why yeah. are you you know why are you still you know yes and and you know i mean one kind of <laughs> one kind of cheeky answer is because they're still dead <laughs> you yeah. know that's why i'm still <laughs> talking about it right they're they're never they're never going to be not dead so right like um, so grief is, is still real, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, any, I think any opportunity um, to talk about this person, it's a gift, right? And it's a gift um, that you can give someone who's grieving is to, yeah, you know, and, and continue to share your memories and be open to talking about that person anytime the griever wants to or needs to. Um, you know, um, Keanu Reeves, of all people, he was, it's not super recent now, but it, I, I always try to pay really close attention to when people um, in the media, yes. and people who are famous, you know, talk about death in a real way and yeah. talk about grief in a real mm -hmm. way. And I think it's been a, a few years, but Keanu Reeves was um, being interviewed on, um, on a late, late, Stephen Colbert, I think it was, yeah. and he was asked about um, the losses that he's experienced in his life because he's had quite a few. In yeah, his life. very well documented. Yes, yeah, and he said, you know, um, grief is like a fire, right? Mm -hmm. And anytime you have an opportunity to be warmed by that fire, you know, it mm -hmm. is is a wonder. You know, I'm I'm not quoting him exactly, but like I really loved that image. You know, that it's not a bad thing. You mm -hmm. know, grief isn't a bad thing. It's a fire that can warm you. And anytime you have an opportunity to do that, take it, um, mm -hmm. because you know, grief is grief is the love that you had for the person who died. Yeah. So it's always a good thing to be able to talk about. Well, I'm fighting um, my own tendency to end on an uplifting note um, <laughs> but I think what you said was was really beautiful so I'm going to um, take your advice and remain silent <laughs> no, it's really beautiful and I just yeah. thank you so much for sharing your expertise today um, you've helped me a lot and hopefully other people as well thank you so much Susan you're welcome thanks for having me thanks